0: Blog Talk Radio. Just for the day I won't pick up. Just for the day I don't give up. Just for the day I won't pick up, and God I trust I won't pick up. Just for the day I won't pick up. Just for the day and God I trust. Just for the day I won't pick up, and God I trust I don't give up. Yeah, you can go and tell the weed man, he ain't got nothing that I need, man. I ride by that ABC store saying, you won't be seeing me no more. Yeah. You can go to the trap
1: boy
0: <laughs> Yo, it's a rap boy. You are not welcoming me, cause you ain't got nothing for me, nada. Nah. no matter how hard life is, I know where my life is, yo. No matter how hard the crisis is, yo, I know who Christ is, yo. No matter what I wanna pick up, yo, no matter what I wanna pick up. No matter what I want to pick up, yeah. No matter what I want to pick up, just for the day. No matter what I want to pick
1: up. Welcome, welcome, listeners, to the Recovery Just for Today show. I'm your host, Lloyd B., and I co host this show with my father, Lloyd Sr. And this is the show that is dedicated to those who are in recovery, those who may be struggling currently with an addiction, and also we are a resource to those who may have a family member or a loved one who is struggling with active addiction. And uh, we are in our third season. This is Episode 6. And we have a theme for this season, and that theme is uh, getting into the solution, we've been talking about we've been talking about uh, how to get into the solution, and one of the ways we've been talking about that is with the approach that is called celebrate recovery. And the celebrate recovery approach or method model uh, is a program that was uh, created with a a uh, Christian or Christ centered approach, and uh, so we've been focusing on this particular uh approach for the fa- the past uh, couple of episodes and we're going to continue on um and last week we uh talked about being restored to sanity which is part of the the second step we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity and so we've been talking about being restored to sanity and so um you know, as we uh, continue to to go up, go on this uh, this journey, we we want to share with you some information that we believe uh, will be beneficial. We just like to share our experience, strength, and hope, and hopes that someone will uh, receive the message and and get and, and get and become uh, a, a part of the solution. Um, that's that's all we're talking about this season. Is is no longer uh dwelling in the problem of becoming part of the solution getting into the solution so uh this is solution focus uh, lloyd b did you want to uh greet the listeners yes uh absolutely once again as always i'm very thankful to be able to be on the show tonight i'm very grateful to be able to be a uh to be uh a part of uh the solution tonight and uh enjoying my uh Enjoy my living, enjoy my life, and uh, just happy tonight. And I'm just glad to be here tonight. Hopefully, something something will be said tonight that will be useful uh, to someone who are, who who may be out there tonight who may not be able to enjoy their life uh, tonight because of addiction. So, so I'm 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 anxious as always to, to tonight. All right, and I'm excited as well. And as we do at the beginning of each show, we like to start our show with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. So if you will join us in a moment of silence for the still suffering addict, for those who are caught up in the grips right now, for those who have lost their lives to this addiction and for those who have loved ones who haven't made it in just yet. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things that we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. So, as we uh, had said in the beginning of the show uh we are we are actually in this in this uh season we're going through a theme, and the theme is getting into the solution and one of the things that we've been talking about is the the recovery the um celebrate recovery model and what we did last week is we uh, we had a clip last week, and um, what I want to do this week is I want to have a I want to have another clip this week, and so what I'm going to do is I want to I'm going to play the clip first because it's a pretty long clip, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it, and so um, if you would join us and in listening into this clip, and I hope that someone listening that, that it will you know it will bless you, and um, so just listen, listen up, okay? All right. It is
2: good to be home. Well, My name is Anthony. and I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ who struggles with sexual addiction, codependency, and is an a overcomer of sexual abuse. How are you? This is my story. From as early as I can remember, I always loved Jesus. I was exposed to church, Bible stories, and Sunday school at a very early age. I was confident of this song that I sang in church as a little boy. You might know it. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. I knew that this meant Jesus loved me, and I always had an affinity towards the thing of, of God. And I can still remember the picture of the cover of my very first Bible that I received at age five. I remember the excitement that I felt about getting dressed up in my Sunday best, to hop in the car with my mom and to attend church service. I loved the tradition we had of going out for a buffet breakfast after service, eating a whole lot of bacon, and and talking about Jesus. See, I was fascinated by him. I was determined to never deny him like Peter, one of the followers of Jesus, or, or to be afraid to walk on water like Peter, or if he used to let Jesus wash my feet like Peter. Man, now that I think of it, poor Peter, man, he got a rough break. People didn't give him, let him off the hook. My genuine desire to please God was being formed. Unfortunately... A distorted understanding of being perfect as a means to please God was also being formed. Although my desire to seek God and live a life that was pleasing to him was growing, so was my desire to be loved and accepted by my earthly father. You see, my pop was a military man and a war veteran. He was the stereotypical picture of an emotionalist, hard unaffectionate disconnected marine on sunday mornings you could do one of two things in my household you could get dressed up and go to church with mom or stay at home and watch football with dad see i was the youngest of three boys my two older brothers would choose to stay at home with dad while i would go to church with mom this eventually led to teasing and ridicule from the most important male figures in my life. My pop and my two older brothers would regularly call me names like sissy, fag, queer. I was told to stop acting like such a girl. Soon the neighborhood kids joined in and the taunting and the name calling seemed to never end. I would always be the last one picked for sports if asked to play at all and excluded from most of those stereotypical masculine activities. Felt humiliated unloved, abandoned by those whom I desperately desired to receive love from the most. I remember hating myself and wanting to die. That changed one day when an older neighborhood boy began to experiment with me sexually. I remember welcoming the advances. I was so starved for affection that even this distorted interpretation of love felt good. In my little six-year-old childhood spirit, I knew it was wrong and that there was something shameful about it, but I, I didn't have the courage to say no. The abuse continued until one of my brothers found out and told my mom. And in the most caring and loving way possible, my mom asked me about the abuse, and I was mortified. I vehemently denied it and promised her that it was a lie and it never happened. She was left with no choice but to take my word for it. When the boy continued to make sexual advances, I eventually stood up to him and said no, only to be coerced into it again and again. The abuse continued until my pop got stationed at another military base and we moved away but a destructive seed had been planted. A new appetite for sex had been birthed that I could not squelch. The desire would only increase when introduced to porn after finding a hidden stash of magazines and videos from a family member. I became sexually active at the age of 10 while experiencing, experimenting with a childhood girlfriend. I see now that I quickly moved from victim to perpetrator. The more I began to act out sexually, the more my desire for perfection in other areas of my life increased. It was as if I thought that being the ideal son, student, leader, brother, and friend would make up for the sins that I was committing in secret. I began to live this double life without even realizing it. I'd be on the honor roll, hold offices in student government, win speech competitions, have lead roles in school plays, and be the teacher's pet, all the while acting out sexually with anyone who would give me the attention. At at, at age 16, my sexual indiscretions would finally catch up with me. One of the toughest things that I ever had to do was to confess to my hero, my mom, that her baby boy was very imperfect. You see, I had to tell my mom that I got my high school girlfriend pregnant, and the thought of disappointing her almost crushed me. Upon hearing the news, she expressed brief disappointment that was followed by unconditional love, acceptance and encouragement. I was determined to marry my girlfriend and, and start our young family together. My mom took me, to, took me and my girlfriend to the doctor to verify that the pregnancy was real and, and then to figure out how to tell her family. We were met with the devastating blow that the girl's father would insist that she get an abortion. And I pleaded literally on my knees for her not to do it. I begged for the life of my unborn child. This yielded no results. Sobbing and broken, my mom helped me to my feet out of my girlfriend's house and back into the family car.
1: Okay, listeners. What we're going to do is we're going to we're going to end that clip right there. And what we're going to do is we're going to pick back up here next week and we're going to cover in depth some of these things that was being discussed and um but what i want to leave you with is this you know no matter what you're going through right now you know god is able to to reach you in your situation no matter how far you've gone no matter where how far you think you strayed away god is able to reach you and we're praying for you and and hoping that you will um come to and come to believe in a power greater than yourself And we believe that power is Christ Jesus. See you next week.